Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? Would you spend 30 days in isolation? Who decided what dinosaurs sound like? Where do cities get their names? The guys have your answers. A few quick sports reactions and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use the Utah in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman for the Jesper's Play Podcast. You like apples? <laughs> All right, we are back. Another episode what of the up? Just Press Play Pod. We got Pops and L. What's going on, guys? Yo, yo, yo. All right, all right, all right. All right, all we right. Are, all right. We are interesting. That's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll look into that in a minute. But So we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. What just ended was it was an abysmal first half, but the Cowboys in overtime I feel like we're always reacting to a Cowboys uh, game on on this Sunday pod, that of the Broncos, and we can get into the Broncos the if we want to. But <laughs> well, let's, Dad, not, I just, let's I, move on. I want to throw it over to you real quick, pops. What did you? What is Jerry Jones a genius? Amari Cooper was amazing today. <sighs> Amari Cooper looks like <laughs> the steal of the trade, whatever the uh, the trade time in the NFL. I mean, he looks amazing. He he goes up and gets passes. When he shouldn't, I don't know that Dak Prescott should throw those. But now the one, the the one that he threw that was like a seventy yarder or whatever. I mean, the guy they were showing this guy has not even been on the Eagles team long. That Busby, right? That cornerback yeah. had been on the Eagles team long. The the safety is not even really bleeding that way at first. That's where you go with the ball, right? I mean, there's just no doubt. You just give that a shot, and Cooper kind of yeah. I do think the, the inside, Cowboys did benefit a little bit from the Eagles have been so hurt at defensive back, and and if you're the Cowboys and you did try to first round pick, this is the time for Cooper to shine, and boy did he! Boy yeah. did he! All the, he did. All of a sudden, you know, I love to make fun of him, and I still don't think we have the best coach in the world, and we're I think I think we just oh, think Jerry right. Jones might get his check. He might need to get his checkbook out because there might be ex- big extensions coming from Cooper, Dak, and Jason Garrett soon. Yep. Hey, but one other guy, Ezekiel Elliott, they damn near wore his ass out. I mean, they, yeah. they really did. You could tell he was tired. And I mean, he the offense starts. He might have been damn concussed, and, is what he might have been. And he might have been yeah. concussed. That that is true. I mean, he he you know, he got called the penalty on him, right? For putting well, his he, head was the first, was, he was, was the, the first he was the first offensive player to ever have that called on. It him. looked like they don't both do that. did to me, but whatever. I'm okay with well, that. Well, but don't but, do that. But you okay, I got you. I'm I'm with you on that. But I'm gonna tell you the offense through the, the Dallas Cowboys go 
as far as Ezekiel Elliott's going to carry him. I mean, Amari Cooper's yeah. great. Dak Prescott will do some things with his legs every now and then. He will throw a good pass. It, yeah. It's Jalen Smith, Vander Esch, and Zeke. Those are the yep. three well, guys. I that's think, what. So that, I was going to bring Hamlet, up. We Sean Lee. We we <laughs> we, we make fun. Of, we make fun of the Cowboys all the time, and they've made some terrible moves in the past. But in 2016, they found a way to get Ezekiel, Jalen Smith, and Dak Prescott, and then they got Vanderesh in the first round. Who we a lot we I and other people question whether that was necessarily the right pick. I just wasn't sure. And then they trade for Amara Cooper, which I, along with a lot of others, question that trade. Yep. A lot of the things they've done have worked out pretty well for for yep. Jerry and Stephen Jones. I don't know if Jerry Jones is making the calls, but oh, I hope not. You, I got to tip my cap a little bit to some of the things they've done because there there are some decisions they've made that have been that have paid off big time. Yeah, uh, it seemed like they tried to give that game away today. And I mean, I don't want to. Oh. This isn't the Cowboys podcast by any means, but God, they no, almost God, gave no. that game away so yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah, sorry, LJ. Well, the damn sure ain't gonna be our Broncos podcast this week. <laughs> Not after this so, week. No. <laughs> if no. if we're doing our job right, we don't mission them on Tuesdays. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then God, and another just real quick. And uh, speaking of crazy finishes, so the Cowboys finished it with that Amari Cooper. That the corner played it great, tipped it. I felt bad for that guy. And then Cooper catches off yeah. the tip. But then the noon games that Patriots finished down in Miami. I, oh. as LJ as LJ said, you just hate to see it. But New England cannot win down in Miami. I don't know what the problem. <laughs> Not at the is. end of the year. No, it just doesn't happen. But that Miami miracle, that last play, oh my gosh, I was at a loss for words. Man, as somebody with Gronk on my fantasy team, uh, Tony Alert, uh, it was so much fun to watch him not be able to make that that tackle. (laughs) I just loved watching the Patriots. There's there's never been a time where I can compare myself to Gronkowski, but that's what I would look at if they put me at safety is how Gronk looked on Sunday. Why even put him there? Of all the people, why put your big lumbering dude? Yeah, like that's that's not his his position. I guess he's hands for possibly for Hail Mary, pass. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. But, but they were on the thirty-one yard line. That's saying that Ryan Tannehill is going to make a seventy-yard throw to the end zone on a Hail Mary. Is, like, actually, it was also is it was a terrible decision. Guy? He's the possession guy. He's the possession guy. He's well, not even the hands guy. He's their Hail Mary guy because he's just tall and can go up and bat yeah, one fair, down. Fair. But they're not. We, if you, he's if you not think their about tackling it, guy, he's damn sure <laughs> not their tackling guy. I can tell he you that as well as Brady runs. Yeah, no doubt. Jeez, I mean him, him oh. stum- that angle he took and him stumbling and bumbling and fumbling down <laughs> as he fell to the ground was just it was hilarious. See, was I didn't know that till you texted me that I've seen the play one time live. I've not seen a replay of it yet, and I don't know how. I've just maybe I've missed it, but I mean I've seen it live the one time and went nuts. I was like, oh my yeah. god, what a play! <laughs> Well, I think wow. that's what Kenyon Drake. If you if you go, when you do watch it a second time, watch Kenyon Drake. He's thinking. You know, he he's get the, got the ball, and he's thinking, all right, I need to figure out when I'm going to lateral. And then all of a sudden, he goes, wait a minute, that's wait Gronkowski. Minute. Yeah. That's Gronkowski. I can get I by can him. him. to the edge. <laughs> amazing. And then uh, you, just, amazing. you just hate to see it. For such a, a fan base that, get, that gets dreaded so much, that Boston fans, they just don't get to see enough wins. I hate to see them lose yeah. the way they did today. I hate that for them. Poor little Boston franchise. Damn. <laughs> So just to to let me uh, keep on my my Dallas fandom high I have going this weekend. Did y'all did y'all catch what oh Luka Doncic did on Saturday night? Uh, I mean I heard I mean I heard a little bit. My my man went Mr. on an eleven zero run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> mm. He went on an 11-0 run by himself to put to uh, help the Mavericks beat the the Rockets and. 
I just don't know. Imagine being the Kings or the Suns and thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm going to pass on Luka Doncic and then having to watch these highlights day in and day out. I mean, he is the epitome of NBA Twitter right now. He's making highlights day in and out. He looks 14. Is that accurate to anybody else? Like, he looks like a child to me. Well, he is. He's 19 years old, and he he looks like he still gets his hair cut from, like, express cuts (laughs) or wherever. (laughs) And... And he, but, but he also he can yeah, ball he, though man he can ball <laughs> golly I was looking up some his, his rookie stats so far through I think twenty three games are pretty comparable to like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson LeBron James Kevin Durant a couple of guys who are, are you decent, may have heard of you may have heard of those guys some names you may know and I, I, all right so I need to ask y'all you a question I kind of talked to Dad a little bit about this as a as a Dallas sports fan. Luca puts me in a position I've never been in before, which is I'm used to like when it was Tony Romo, I'm always defending Romo's terrible plays that he makes yeah. at the end and always saying he's better. He's better than we give him credit for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. And I'll go to my grave saying that. And then with Dirk, I had to do the same thing. Dirk was the soft Euro guy, the guy that couldn't win at no six. He'll never win the big game. And then he finally did win. And like, we just kind of, like Dirk just rode off into the sunset and we've kind of yeah. forgot about it. But I've always had to defend my my favorite players. And with Luka Doncic, it's the exact opposite. Like, everybody (laughs) loves him. Like, all my friends that aren't even Mavericks fans are like, hey, I I really like that Luka Doncic guy. He's fun to watch. (laughs) And so I don't know what to do. It's all this love. And I'm used to, like, I'm used to being like a hedgehog and rearing my horns back and fighting. And now I'm just like, I don't know what to do. You're just, just accept the love, Kevin. I know this is a new thing, but just accept the love. I'm used to being. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, like you said, he's 19. He's 19. From everything I've heard, it's already his team. He's 19. Uh, I'm I mean, used to my sports fans tormenting me. God. And, and all of a sudden, things like the Cowboys may win the division. They, they, who knows what they're going to do? I'm not buying into them. I'm, I won't do yeah. it. But yeah. And then the Mavericks might have the next young star. I just don't know what to do. I, know that, I just know as a fan what I've seen being a Razorback and all my different Dallas fans. There's got to yeah. be some terrible thing that's fixing Something's to happen. Something's coming, Kevin. Something's <laughs> coming, dude. And I know the experience speaks. <laughs> every time I go to sleep, I keep seeing, and this is terrible. Every time I close my eyes, I see Eli Manning smiling. I just know it's coming. I know something's coming. Somehow he's going to be a part of the Sixers team that takes you out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> So another uh, big thing that happened over the weekend, they announced the Heisman. Actually, I don't know if the, the show has ended yet. ESPN does their <laughs> award ceremony, and my God, it was an hour-long show, and there was just 59 minutes of buildup. And then, LJ, did the news break on the show, or did, did the app release oh, it I first? swear to God, I didn't watch the show, but I knew before anybody else did that was watching the show <laughs> that Kyler Murray won it. Uh, yeah, the ESPN no, wait, app I, let me know. Really, well before so, television did, yeah. Really, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. Okay, <laughs> and it's it's such a joke. Like, so it takes forever, and they do all this stuff, blah 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 blah, and you're just waiting, waiting, waiting for the final thing. And then the guy comes out, the Heisman trustee guy. I can't pronounce the name. He has a hard name to pronounce, but then he can't pronounce Tua Tonga Viola's name. And I understand <laughs> that's a weird name, and a lot of people have trouble. But he, that guy has one job, and it's to announce three people's names. <laughs> three people's names. And especially, I, go look up his name. I can't remember what his name was, but he has a weird yeah, name. It's not to an easy name. It's not an easy name. So, of all people, like with, with me having the right. last name Lutheringer, I understand, like, oh, <laughs> if there's a hard last name, I want to try to make sure to get it right. 
He comes right, out so there in front of Leffinger. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that well, he, that was he, ridiculous. I agree. And then, so they go that whole 59 minutes before they let Kyler Murray get up there and accept his award. And then it's like the Oscars when they have to play the Oscars music. They're trying to run him off the stage because his speech is going too long. It's like, y'all are the idiots that took so long to give him the trophy. It was, it's like it if you're crazy. watching like The Sixth Sense or something like that, and then like an IMDb app pop up says like, hey, what's the best movies where Bruce Willis played a dead guy? Sixth Sense is number one. <laughs> 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 it's just, it was just wild. And I got to think, uh, old Lincoln Riley, I mean, it looks like my dreams of him being a Cowboys coach is probably dying because I think Garrett's here for another he's five gonna, years. But he's going to move uh, on right to Cleveland. But Lincoln Riley's pitch right now, if he stays at Oklahoma to, to quarterbacks, it's like, yeah, so far every quarterback I've ever coached has won the Heisman <laughs> Trophy. So it's a, it's a pretty good pitch for him. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hmm. I did see, just thought I'd throw it off to you guys. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out that an NFL GM told him, in quotes, I really believe that Kyler Murray will be a first-round pick. Someone will take him mid to late first round, if not earlier, depending on how his combine goes. And this is a guy that was already drafted first in the MLB. That that would be pretty impressive. I, I don't know if you would if you would take him because from all all you've heard, he's not gonna, what what are his height weight? What, do you know that? I, I'd be uh, curious. He looks he looks on the smallish side, very small, about uh, five nine. I think he's smaller than Russell okay. Wilson is. Well, that's why I thought he looked like a Russell Wilson, but a little smaller, okay. a little slighter. Um, Wikipedia, which is always factual and never wrong, yeah. has right. him at five foot eleven. So okay. okay. But he looks his white. Does it have his white? Well, uh, not right off He's the top. He's 21 years old. Somewhere I know between that. 120 and 450. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I would guess he's probably 190, maybe, you know. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't, it, they, they, okay. Google has him at 190. 194 is what Google put him at. Well, so damn. he's, I know it's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not super big, and you don't see a lot of quarterbacks do that, but. He would be interesting to watch in the NFL now. And I just wonder, if I'm an NFL team, though, I don't know if I'd go get him because he's already said over and over again that he's going to the A's. He's going to baseball, leaving. right? Yeah. And if you draft I him, I think he wastes that chance, I saw a thing that said, unless he's an all-star outfielder, he'll make the same money as a quarterback does in five years in the NFL. So I could see him potentially. I don't think he's going to, but I could see a team saying, in case he changes his mind, I want the rights to him, period. Uh, I don't know, you, you don't do that in the first or second round. I mean, that's going to well, be a. Uh, I think that's a third. Well, you got to you got to figure out where's the next person going to want the rights to him. Somebody's going to get the rights to him. Yeah, and yeah. we're just going to have to see where that lands. And if you think that that those rights are going to be called for in the second round, you better draft before that. So we got to watch that, and we'll have an over under for the NFL draft of where he goes. I think I that would, would love be to play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be, be fun. It's been a it's been a tough go. I, I as far as Texas colleges and and figuring out quarterbacks, it's been real rough. Like Texas, the University of Texas has been a quarterback away for I don't know how long from being back. <laughs> they have talent all over the place, but they can't find a quarterback. And then Texas Tech, the they they decided to bench Baker Mayfield and he went on to win a Heisman at Oklahoma. And then Texas A and M decided to bench Kyler Murray and he went on to win a Heisman at Oklahoma. Like they just can't figure it out down there down here in the in the South. But mm. With all good news comes comes some bad news for old Kyler Murray. And apparently, I don't know if someone was sitting on this or what, but he had to apologize late last night this morning for some what the, the headline is homophobic tweets. And I'll just tell you kind of basically what he said was he had two different tweets that I saw. And one said, 
I guess YOLO is a trending topic at Marcus dot 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 hashtag queers. And then he had another tweet that just said queers back in 2012, which would put him at right around 14 or 15 years old, I believe. It seems, I don't know, we've talked about this a hundred times before, but why why are we digging up what someone's tweeting at 1415? I just don't understand. And then why are we waiting until the biggest day of their life to to publish it? Apparently someone had this probably for a while now and just waited till well, today. I, I hate this stuff. Well, I think, okay, so I think one, one hand is I, Kyler Murray probably made somebody mad when he was in high school and they said, oh, I'm going to hold on to this just in case. You know, like he's he's the star quarterback of our high school team. I'm going to hold on to it. We'll see what happens. And to to that person, that's that's sad. I hate that you're doing that. Like that's that's kind of a pathetic thing to do. Um, and I feel bad for you. But I will say uh, we've talked about this before. And so this has kind of stood out to me uh, over the and and to to segue into something that you're probably going to bring up eventually. The Kevin Hart yeah. stuff really made me start thinking about uh, who like who I've been in the past and how I really should. And I, I I'd like to take a moment to apologize for, you know, any Facebook message I've ever sent or anything you've ever heard me say in public that like really sent you down a rabbit hole. I think that hate is a learned, uh, a learned trait. And I think you learn that from your environment and being from the South, you know, like we, we don't treat gay people with the respect that they deserve. Um, I, I grew up thinking that gay meant stupid or silly or bad. And so I use that as a slur periodically, not not to disparage people that liked men, men that liked men or women that liked women, but to disparage people that I thought were stupid. And and so I hate that I use that hateful speech. Um, but I think a lot of people did. And I think that like we're all learning from it. And and 10 years ago, LJ is not somebody that I want to put up on a pedestal. And so right. I think like don't. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily. I mean, it's it's okay. I think we all deserve to pay a little penance for being assholes without realizing it. At some point, I think like I, I think it might be the right move for Kevin Hart to step down from the Oscars. I think it might be the right move for Kyler Murray to have to apologize for something he said when he was a child. But I also want to say to those that that hate those of us that are learning too late, please give us a little bit of time because I can I can speak from my own perspective that I've grown up a ton since then. And like, really, you know, I, I love people and, and I try to never be hateful to any human being that didn't have a choice in what they're doing. And so, um, I, I, that's all I really have to say about it is like, yeah, we all need to grow up a bit from where we were. But on the other hand, those of you that are really angry about this, you have every right to be, but also give us time to get better. Uh, don't, well, don't hate us for being bad at one point. And I just for anyone who is unaware of exactly what the whole Kevin Hart thing was, two two days after he got announced that he was going to get to host the the Oscars, they chose him. It came out, and he started receiving a ton of backlash for a homophobic skit he had back in 2010 on his Seriously Funny, which is kind of what broke him out and, and got him into being a stardom. Yeah. Where basically his whole skit was he was afraid of his his son being gay at three years old. He was like, I don't want yeah. my son to be gay. And then he had some tweets where he, he he used like LJ said used uh gay or queer or another term as a way of like calling someone stupid or even even demeaning uh, a a homosexual person. So that's that's what came with him and then the Kyle Murray as we mentioned. But dad, I'll just toss it over to you. What are what are your thoughts on on some of this stuff? Well, I, I do like what LJ said and and to be clear, uh, I just I want to be honest, I'm not an advocate of the homosexual lifestyle. 
from what I can tell, it's not the easiest path to take. And it's not that one should always choose the easiest path. That's another subject for another time. I think I have a much better understanding of that lifestyle now, however, than I did when I was 15 years old. And while we're on it, I don't have a problem with any lifestyle that doesn't affect or inhibit me or my family. I have many friends that have a lifestyle that is different than mine. I have many friends that have a different skin color than I do. I can honestly say I'm more interested in alternate perspectives than those that align directly with mine. Yes. Now, with all that said, I don't have a problem with Kyler Murray's tweets. He used the word queer several times. BFD. Although he didn't say it and would probably be vilified if he did, I could understand if he said he was using that word like one might use knuckleheads. That's how I read it. It looked like he might have been calling his friends, you knuckleheads, you queers. Yeah. That's how I read the tweets. He seemed to be referring to his friends in a facetious way. I didn't see hate in Kyler Murray's tweets. That's my perspective. Now, Kevin Hart's tweets. They seemed a bit more hateful to me. Yeah. To be fair, let me tell you that I like Kevin Hart. I really don't have much of a problem with his comedy routine. I mean, you know, walking the line of political and moral correctness with a humorous perspective is oftentimes the best way to shine light on a subject that might need more societal discussion. So I'm okay with his comedy routine. His tweets bugged me a bit. Yeah, agreed. Once I saw the tweets, I I agree with that 100%. So I know this isn't the first time I've said this, and I'm sure it won't be the last time, but I am so glad that social media platforms like Twitter, Snapchat, or even the bastion of old or at best middle-aged Facebook wasn't around when I was younger. I'm not proud of it, but I've had some homophobic and racist thoughts. And if the audio of my youth were readily available, I'm certain that things came out of my mouth that would not resonate in today's society. I'd like to think I would have been more forward thinking than to put something negative about a group of people out there for perpetuity just based on their group and no other thought of them individually. But who knew? If I was in a chat room when I was 15, Kyler Murray's age, when he tweeted these tweets, would I have realized typing messages back and forth with my buddies would be out there for public consumption by the time I could legally purchase an alcoholic beverage? I don't know. Okay, if someone put that out there, even when they're 15, to me, it's okay to bring it up. But let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Let's see if that dirt and grime was washed off. Let's see if Kyler is a more mature person at 21 than he was at 15. Let's give this guy a chance. It looks like Hart may have been closer to 30 when he put out his inauspicious tweets. Hart's tweets seemed a little more hate-fueled than Murray's to me. And 30 is a little different than 15. Correct. (laughs) I like Kevin Hart. I'll finish with this. I like Kevin Hart. I think stepping down as host of the Oscars is understandable and quite possibly the correct thing to do. And while it's fair to note that I'm not a member of the group that Hart offended with his tweets, I'm going to hold my judgment of heart. I want to see how he handles it from this point forward. So that's my thought. I just, I have, I have two thoughts to give to that. Um, The, the, I think the most pressing one is, is I think that Kevin Hart said those things. I mean, what was it like 12, 13 years ago or something like that? I think there were, when was that stand up bit is what I saw. The stand-up bit was 2010. The, The tweets were 2010 or they started in 2010 is what I read. I'll say, I think I think we as a nation has grown up a lot in the last seven, eight, ten years. Um, and so the difference between anybody that long ago on this subject, I think, is great from where they are now. Or at least they there's a there's a reserved benefit of the doubt for me to let's see what you are post uh, gay marriage being allowed by the Supreme Court in uh, what was that, 2014 or something like that. 
Um, I think that was a big thing where we all had to kind of come to terms with where we felt about these things. And, uh, and a lot of us, I think came out on what I see as the right side. I'm not trying to make a judgment. If you disagree, I just, I think that's the right side. Um, and then the other thing that I'd like to comment on is, uh, you saying the homosexual lifestyle is uh, a tough choice. I, I just wanted to throw out there for any listener out there. I, I, I don't think it's a choice. I, I think that if it were Agreed, a choice, then yeah. you definitely wouldn't choose it. It's, it's much, we're lucky enough to, to all love people that are other genders than us. And that's just so convenient and easy. So, uh, anybody that has to deal with society not agreeing with them in what they love, I mean, that's tough and, and mad props out to you. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That that's yeah. that's awful. I, I do agree with you. I I think when, to say choice, it was if that was going to be a choice, it probably wouldn't be. If it was a choice, I don't know that you would make it because it's not. I, yeah, I can't imagine easy. somebody that. That's the one thing that really turned me on uh, on gay marriage is is I felt like if anybody made that choice, then they're stupid, and so many people made that choice. So it can't be a choice. It had to be something that was. It that can't was be a choice. Truly, yeah, what love was for in them being. It's yeah. what, who they are. What yeah. bothers me the most about these things, and I think y'all have kind of uh, the Kevin Hart stuff. I do agree. Like he, he's older when he made the comments, he probably shouldn't have. And and I do. I'm interested to see how he how he reacts from this point forward. But what bothers me is the stuff about and LJ kind of brought up a point that I hadn't thought about. It could have been someone holding on to this that maybe Kyler Murray wronged when he was 17, 18 years old, when he was the king of Allen, Texas, and winning. Four state right. champion, three state championships right. in a row, and or four, whatever it was, and but it, I just hate, the, and we saw it with Divincenzo back when he went crazy in the national championship game earlier this year. Yeah, but I hate the the thought of someone finding this information or figuring like holding this, and instead of coming out with it, if you don't like Kyler Murray for these, come out with it as soon as you find it. I hate trying to hold it until the pinnacle of his life. Like he's receiving yeah. the Heisman Trophy. This is an awesome moment with his family, with his friends, with everyone. And then you drop this stuff. Like, why try to darken the best day of someone's life? I just hate that thought, especially well, with something that he did when he was 15 years old. Like we said, I, I might need to go check my Twitter. I mean, who knows? I'm not, no, I mean, I'm not is, famous what, enough for well, it to I matter mean, right now, but or the, ever. I, the, I'm throwing it out there right now. I already prematurely apologize for whatever you dig up on my Facebook because it's there. I guarantee you. I know that Kevin and I and Andrew used to like play with each other's status and say, you know, we, we like the joke was that one of us was gay and yeah. that was, that was hilarious to us at the time. And that's not funny. Like, that's not cool. That's awful. I recognize it's out there. I don't know how to go far enough back to delete it. Um, because you know, it's shit that I feel bad about, but like, you know, once you find that once JPP gets big enough that you can go ahead and like right before the big podcast awards, throw out that LJ, uh, Throughout the F word, racist tweets or whatever. Or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I, I already apologize. Right now, I know it's out there. I, it exists, and I'm sorry. Like it's, it's some shit that I didn't really believe at the time. I just didn't know. I hadn't thought hard enough about it. And you know, I want to say this: um, if, if you, if you are today what you were at 15, shame on you. Come yeah, on, dude. No, true. Grow up. I mean, <laughs> if you're the same person you were when you were 15. Yeah you're either there's a shame on you that yeah. can I yeah. can I just end, end with this I think Kyler Murray's uh little his speech at the end was fantastic he killed it and like him mentioning out each and every offensive lineman by name and like it was really oh, cool moment cool. I, I thought he handled that. himself really well yeah and it, it did it was it was a neat thing and then to have this I just 
it's got to suck, you know, like at night on Saturday night when he was going to bed, like someone called him like, hey, uh, you're going to need to tweet a statement or something, an apology. And it's like, dang, you know, it was, it was a heck of a night. And then that's how it ended. But I think- to one th- to to the other end of it though, I think we should be held accountable for that shit. I mean, we yeah, we no, should yeah. be absolutely. If if somebody wants to call me out on something that I said, like I I'm not gonna sit there and hide behind it. But, yeah, know, and like, he didn't. Oh, he came straight out and apologized. Like, he didn't try to yeah. say like, oh, I was 15. He just said, yeah, I shouldn't have said it. Yeah, that was wrong. I, I, yeah, I I think that's a good thing, and and I think that like yeah, I it's it's a good thing that the world does hold people accountable because it feels like sometimes. That doesn't happen. And so when it does happen, even when I think it's for the wrong reasons, I still like that our actions are held as something we did and you can't just ignore it. I think it really shines a light for old Kyler on, I mean, he, he might need to look at whoever his, t- now that he's been drafted by the A's, I'm sure he already has like a team of representatives. Whoever is yeah. his representation is agents. Someone dropped the ball. I'd, I just don't understand how all athletes don't have someone saying, "Hey, let's go look through all your tweets look right now your stuff. and get yeah. them deleted." And then, Call and then Kevin. it just it. I I, I need to get my website. I already got. I got the name. Yep. Tweet <laughs> tweetdelete.com or something. We or I need to start this, and we need to get this running. It's just well, it's dumb. But now think about it. They they may have gone back and looked at that, but someone like screenshot it. You're yeah. not gonna, but you're not gonna bring it up because nice. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to bring attention to something that you bring it up. Maybe well, that's the other thing is like, I, I've seen a number of times, like, uh, especially, I mean, when it comes down to like headlines in, in articles and reporting, you'll see somebody change the headline. And then the fact that they changed the headline, they slightly changed the wording becomes bigger than the story that they wrote. Deleting yeah. a tweet is a big deal. Even if it's something that's like inoffensive, like if you're big enough, people notice every tweet you delete because somebody is saving all these things and they're like, someone's screenshot. Check if uh, the the 14-year-old Kyler Murray tweets are gone. And uh, they are. Okay, well, now's the time to go ahead and say, see, he even knows that he's a piece of shit or whatever. Like, Yeah, um, yeah. So. Golly, I just know I've said things I wished I could take back. You it's know, just, it's the that, warning. God, there's not a recording for, of it. It's the there. warning they tell yeah. you, what, like they told us back in high school and they told us in college and stuff. And it's, once it's out there, it's out there. It's out there. And, it's a, like you said, Dad. It's a different time with it, Facebook and Twitter is awesome, and I think social media does a lot of good. But it it's 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 its own beast too, and you got to be careful. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a I have a question for you guys, and uh, okay. completely completely changing topics. But this is as good as tacos. Uh, no, the, the, for okay. for thirty <laughs> days, would you go for could or would you do this for thirty days? Go in complete darkness. And with no interaction to any humans or technology, you're just in complete darkness, but you do have a bed and a bathtub and food for 30 days for $100,000. Would you do it, Dad? No, no, no. not for 100000 Not for 100000 You, you would either get it, up LJ? There. get it up there a little higher, yeah. maybe. But, but Before you even named a number, uh, no, I don't care. You can name any number. That That is like, that's inhumane. That's not, that's awful. Well. Well, I stumbled upon this. Might, there might be a number for me, Kevin. There could be a number, but hundred thousand <laughs> well, is not close. Out there paying, don't talk to me. Talk 30, to pops. 
Well, there's 30, a number. Thirty days. Know. I mean, thirty days for a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand dollars would uh would change Kevin's life real quick. I mean, yeah, but thirty days in darkness with no interaction with anything else like that would change. You Kevin's might be life insane when you. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of thoughts that go on in his head. If I'm stuck with this just only for thirty days, this might not be good for me or anybody. But if I ever go I to prison, to, I'm going to behave carefully because I don't even think I could take solitary for a day. Like, yeah, I just no, don't, I'm, I'm I scared of solitary. Yeah, well, the you. the reason I asked the question my, is my because are the worst <laughs> two top poker players, one named Rich Alotti and Rory Young, made a one hundred thousand dollar bet on whether Rich Alotti could do this, whether he could go thirty days oh. without any interaction. And the way it came up was they were playing poker. Well, obviously they're two poker players. They were playing and 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 they were just talking, having a conversation. And Alotti said. I think I could do it. It's like, it'd be like if we just brought this conversation up jokingly and a lot of said, I think I could do it. I'd do it for a hundred thousand dollars. And so Rory Young said, I bet you, cause that's what these guys do. They gamble. He said, I bet yeah. you $100,000. You can't do it. So they do it. And here's some of the, here's some of the rules on it. So a lot, does have a bed to sleep in a bathtub to bathe in and food in a fridge. He also gets food deliveries. So he's always able to eat, but they're randomly. And when it happens, he's moved to a different part of the room where they shut it off. And uh, someone else comes in and puts the food in the fridge. The reason they do it randomly is so he can never have an idea of what time, what day, how many days he's Ugh, been in there. No. So he has no idea. This happened, I believe it started on November 21st. So he's got about a little over uh, a week until he's finished, reportedly. And the only person that can call this off, because no one's interacting with with Alati at all, the only person that can call it off, and I wanted to get your reaction to this, Pops, his dad is the only person because they have a very close relationship and his pops actually has a 24-7, always, he can always check in on him, feed. It's real grainy, but he can see his son at any time on the computer. And I thought that sounds like punishment that he has a, a little <laughs> thing where he can watch his son in confinement. suffer. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it definitely it intrigued me because I kind of, at first thought, I thought $100,000, 30 days. Hell yeah, I'd do that. But then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, a week would seem, I bet, I bet days seem like eternity when you're in darkness for I've seen, nonstop. Okay, so you don't know when, there's you this, don't know whether it's been a week or a day. That is insane. You have no idea how long you've been sleeping video, for. Uh, this guy who runs this YouTube channel called Vsauce, I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. Uh, but this guy made this video about him being locked in solitary confinement with uh, white lights on 24-7 for I think 48 hours. And he loses all sense of time by about hour 36. He thinks he's been in there for about three days at that point because he's mm. because you have nothing else to do but sit there and sleep or work. Well, out. That's, that's what drives me do. crazy. And so, yeah, you lose it's, track of what day it is. You have no idea. It's just it's gone. Yeah. Like you go to sleep and you don't know if you slept for 10 hours. Did you sleep for two hours? Did you sleep? I mean, you just have no clue. And that right. would well, that's where I would lose my mind, I think, is just wondering how long it's been. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you this about complete darkness because I've been, I mean, I know people, our listeners have heard me talk about Little River Club before and it's a place <laughs> I have a cabin up there. I've been up there when the power goes out at night and it is dark. I mean, you cannot see six inches in front of your face and right. it is scary. And that's for a very little bit of time. I think what, what got me, I might could try 30 days in solitaire, give me a notepad and a, a pen. I, might, I could write some stuff up that might be interesting. You never know. But complete dark, I don't think Ugh. I could do it. I do no. not think I could do complete dark where I have no visual engagement at all. I And, and well, you, so in, being the dad watching their son in there, I would uh, be, 
I would be so aware. I'd be like, hey, shit, I'd be like day two. He's going crazy. Get him out. Get him <laughs> He's out. losing Get him out. it. Get him out. <laughs> He's out. He's out. <laughs> so, yeah, if y'all ever get that, Kevin, if you think you could do it, you have LJ watch you, I guess. Because you're going to pull the trigger. I'll push you through it. I'm throwing in the towel fast. He's out. Yeah, but then I'm going to be on like day 60, like, no, he can do 30 more. I swear. LJ might be. How about us? What you want to call Maybe Mama. Double the money. He has no idea how long he's been in there. Yeah. He doesn't know. Oh man! So we'll, I would now I'm intrigued by this. So we'll keep up. So it started, I believe, November 21st. We were recording this December 9th. So he's he's getting close. Uh, we'll let you know how how it ends up working out and how if he wins or not. I, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Well, and I, I'll say the other thing is like my thoughts need to be collected with other people. Like I everything everything I've said on this podcast ever probably has had I've had a conversation with either Andrew or Hannah or some person on the street or whatever. Like I. I don't like to just like have a thought that I can't like address with somebody. And so like the idea of like going 30 days without talking to somebody about the random shit going on in my head, (laughs) I don't know how I could do it. Like, I just don't know how I I, I could accept it. What would you do? You wouldn't have anyone to argue Big Ben's fake injuries with. Like you wouldn't know what to do. That's the thing. Yeah. When he goes out in halftime, I wouldn't even know, but I would know. I'd know he did. (laughs) And uh, I wouldn't be able to tell anybody that it was fake before he came back. So I don't know what I'd do. LJ would just be arguing with himself. Somehow he would one he would convince half his brain that Big Ben is elite and the other half that he is terrible at quarterback. And they would just, just be so arguing. Just so I could fight nuns. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I would get those, PJ, those PJs that Tony wants to get me with Big Ben on one side, but then, like, Case Keenum or something on the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the giant conundrum, isn't it? Who would win in a, converse, in a, in a, a disagreement with himself? Uh, Kevin. With LJ. A disagreement with LJ. With himself, who would win? Well, I know, I, mean, who, I know who'd win that. I know exactly who'd win. It'd be Kelly. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, there you go. Correct answer. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to, to bring this up to. I thought LJ would find this interesting. So I was doing recently on over the weekend on Twitter. This this video went trending or it went it went viral because somebody's gate. It like kind of screeched and it started the same way the Jurassic Park stomp song starts at the beginning. Okay. Have you seen this, LJ? No, I haven't. I'm interested. Well, it's just kind of neat. And all the Jurassic Park fans, like they, they, he was like, so whoever tweeted just put a video and they were like, so I just opened my back gate and realized that it sounds the exact same as the start of the song. And then they put it next to the song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it goes like, <laughs> and then it starts. And then like Twitter, even someone on Twitter, of course, took it and like put the song to go along with it. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, it got me thinking, and I've I've read this before, so I wanted to uh, I touched up on some of my research, and you've mentioned it, but some the way I forget his name, uh, uh, Ride Ride Storm Ride Storm. Do you know who I'm talking about? The sound designer for Jurassic Park. Uh, I, I know his last yes. name's Ride Storm. I don't know what cool. I don't know what his first name, but no, I, don't, I looked up. But... He he's done a lot of different articles about how he came up with the dinosaur noises yeah. because, yes. as as you guys probably know, what it. Whether or not we dinosaurs are real, we don't know. But uh, but oh that's, neither here, nor that. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. I'm not. I'm not leaving the call right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not getting there. But it, with, with dinosaurs, we don't know Ugh. what they sound like. What is for sure is we don't know what they sound like. So yeah, Rodstrom is is stuck with the task of making these dinosaur noises when he doesn't know what they sound yeah. like. So as LJ would know, as as a sound designer, he he had to just figure out these noises. So what he did is he went out. 
and just followed around different animals like for Cows, a year. Whales, just yeah. all of them and yeah. listened to as much as he could yeah. and tried to figure out different ways he could make cool sounds. And I just have a few of the different it's interesting. So the, do you remember the scene where the, the Velociraptor comes into the kitchen where the two little kids are and starts yeah. making a noise? Clever here's girl. The, the clever here's, girl. Here's the noise that the, the little the, the Velociraptors make. Well, now Rydstrom has told people what those noises are. That in particular is two tortoises mating. That's how he came up with that noise for a Velociraptor. Sure. Then there's the, the noise of, if you remember the the Gallimimus, which are those little, I like they, they're like a stampede. And at one point, I forget his name, but the two kids are with that older guy who's like the, the, the scientist or whatever that is just fascinated by Jurassic Park. And they're flocking and they start running towards him. And this is what it sounds like when they start coming towards them. If that noise sounds like horses running, that's because the stampede is similar to horses running. But that noise, the squeal they make as they run by is actually a female horse in heat. He said that while he was studying yeah. different horses, he was there was a female horse and a male horse got too close and it started making this weird noise. And he asked the guy he was with, what, what was that squeal? That squeal is what I want in my movie. And they told him what it was. And he was like, okay. And it just it fascinated me hearing some of the different ways, some of these different, uh, he got mm-hmm. these animals' names. And just, I don't have the examples of them, but the T-Rex roar was actually a baby elephant's roar slowed down. And mixed then with, the, it was definitely mixed with a cow, by the way. Was it? Definitely oh, okay. a bull at least, but yeah. Hmm. And then the T-Rex, when it rips, it like it knocks over that potty or whatever, that big porta potty or whatever it was, and the lawyer sitting there on the pot, and then he <laughs> rips them and starts yeah. like, starts like yeah. tossing them back and forth. Ryan Storm said that noise came from, he, he said actually that came from his little Jack Russell Terrier. Back when he used yeah. to play with his little toy rope, he would shake it and shake it apart like he's trying to rip it apart. And he was like, I just yeah. recorded it one time. And that's how I came up with the T-Rex noise. And it just wow. was neat. Yeah. All yeah. these sounds that sound like I could get behind that being a dinosaur are just these different everyday noises that go on. And some guy, I just oh, think yeah. it made me fascinated by a sound designer's job even more so. The more I've talked to you yeah. and then reading that, like, dude just went through listening well, noises. And every time he heard one neat, he's like, oh, I want that one to be something. And it was just cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I think every sound designer's got their tricks that they like recognize, like they, they find weird things that work for them in whatever situation. Like I know that if I ever need uh, like a banshee squeal, the best sound for it is rubbing dry ice on a piano string. It's fantastic. And then if oh, you ever need wow. that, like, yeah. And if you ever need that, like uh dramatic, like, uh like hell's kitchen sound, uh, take a symbol like a drum symbol and rub a violin uh, a bow on it and it goes in like the perfect way it's amazing so that you is know, we, fascinating well and like so one of my favorite like history things is like if you take like a spring and thump it that's where they got the sound of lasers in star wars and then the other one is the sound of doors in star trek are envelopes opening that's how they got those sounds. I once, it's fantastic. How I once talked to works. someone, someone doing a play. There was a play coming up here or coming up to Fayetteville, and they they were showing some of the ways they come up with the sounds because a play's even more interesting to me in ways because, like a, a movie, you know, they're sl- they take like you know the the baby elephant and slow down the roar or whatever, 
Yeah. But like a play, they're reenacting those sounds somewhere. Someone in the back or something's doing that live. Sometimes he yeah, showed that's me fully. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember what the sound was exactly. I think it was something of a train, like the tracks moving or something. But he, they filled up and they did. They showed it to us and like they, we actually got to reenact it. But they filled up a bag full of nails and hit it with a hammer, and that was yeah. how they came up with the different sounds. And it was just, I, I just can't imagine someone's thought process. Like someone is sitting there in a room, just putting these. Like someone thinks. I want to see what it sounds like to put a bag of nails in there and then hit it with a hammer. And then what? they do it. And like, that's I mean, the sound. But that's the thing that, so all of my people, <laughs> we just sit there and play with microphones all the time. And so like <laughs> one of the things like, so if you ever hear like a bullet in a movie, nine times out of 10, that's somebody throwing a nail past a microphone uh, because it makes the perfect, like it displaces the air just perfectly to mm. give it that kind of ricochet sound. It's amazing. I mean, like that's just, that's, that's half of uh, well, that's my what process I, is just like listening to random things and seeing what Well, happens. that's what I thought could be so funny would just to be like sit in a room like it, you and some of your sound designer uh, homies mm-hmm. and just sit in a room with y'all because half the half the stuff y'all are doing is going to be like, oh, that didn't work out. You're just going to be doing – I would be yeah. perfect for this because I do a lot of – I just make noises and throw stuff and hit things. And like yeah. me as a kid would have been perfect for you because I would have just yeah. been annoying as hell. But then you'd be like – Ooh, that was an interesting sound. But somebody <laughs> following you with a microphone could totally sound design an entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, cause like you bring up Foley and that's one of my favorite things about theater is sometimes you'll do the live sounds and we just recently did a show. And one of the things we wanted was, uh, was uh, a floor creaking as somebody like walked over it. And we found this like device that somebody came up with how to build. And it's something like you essentially have like wood on wood with like a turn crank or whatever and then you like tie some rope and then you can tighten it with a bolt. Yeah. And essentially, however tight you want it to be, you can make the creak more or less acute. So you can make it more like a door or more like the floor. It's really cool. Like the the people that have come up with the original Foley ideas, like, you know, 300 years ago of throwing a bowling ball down uh, a, a, a stage aisle to create thunder. Those are the people that are like. They gave us like the the ground floor to come up with every sound that we've ever used in every. It's amazing. It's just cool. It's one of those things. Such a cool art. Well, it's one of those things you don't think about. Like we talked about this before, El. If 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 you if you do your job really well, if the guy on uh, uh, Jurassic Park does his job really well, which he did, you don't think about what that sound really is because you just you believe that's what it that's what a T Rex sounds like, and then to actually. Think about it's just cool to me. And then there's someone out there who's like, you goes, said, rolling a ball down an aisle. I mean, and it goes so much deeper too. where, like, I, I know people that like their job is to like, anytime you see like, uh, I, I don't know who does the Simpsons, but like somebody who like anytime someone on the Simpsons takes a step, they make the sound of a footstep because obviously you didn't record somebody walking for this scene, but it also happens in every movie you've ever seen. You have like these mics above people's heads where you're picking up the dialogue, but you're not picking up every noise of the desk drawer opening or whatever. So somebody's going through and like recreating those sounds while watching the movie. It's the sound sound design world is incredible. It's ridiculous the links people go through just to make things sound <laughs> like about normal. It. Kevin, he just hears things different than we do. Yeah, he, just hear, he hears noises and he's like, oh shit, that's a great noise, you know? And yeah. we don't even Yeah, it's, yeah. No, yeah, things will stop cool. me in my life like the bus breaks, I'll be like, oh God, I didn't bring my microphone. Damn it. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I also can't just watch a movie in the same way that you guys get to, because I'll sit there and be like, was that really the best choice for that door? Because it didn't sound sad enough to me. 
So, uh, and then, and, now know, you're, and then you're thinking about how many different ways that could have sounded and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I know all the tricks. So I know when you failed. <laughs> well, all right. Speaking of, speaking of sound, uh, we can, we can segue right into how we, how we normally finish. Unless, do you guys have anything else you want to bring up? Well, I mean, I, we, we talked briefly about this, but how does a place get a name? You know, like Ashdown, where I grew up, or Texarkana is, is pretty obvious, right? That's what, it's on that's the border yeah. Texas, of, of Texas Arkansas, and Arkansas, and you put Canna on the end, whatever. Okay, there's a little town that I drive through uh, often called Frog Level. And, and I'm just, I just, I, I cannot figure out how <laughs> one got the name Frog Level <laughs> for that little community. And, I mean, one of the only things I, I know a few people from Frog Level, and I, even if they listen to this podcast, I don't <laughs> think they'd mind me saying that it could be the it could be the collective intellect of all the people that live there. You know, I don't. That's a thought. I don't know, but I mean, is there? Do y'all? There's a town in Arkansas called Totesuck. Yep. Oh, I know Totesuck. I'm from There's Conway. Bald Bald I went to school in Conway. I mean, Totesuck. Bald 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 yeah. You might could see, but you know, I, uh, Totesuck. How do you get Totesuck, Arkansas? I mean, uh, come on. I, don't know. I know Conway celebrates the Totesuck days, which uh, I always felt was a little bit like. You know, I'm, I'm going to do a little internet dive and see if I can find some reasons for names for. There's got to be the, maybe we'll. There's got to we'll be somewhat. Well, like some cities, some towns and cities have yeah, a reason. There's always but a reason. Like someone had. Every there had town's to be, got a reason. Frog level, or I mean, those are some weird names. Totes, like, well, I mean, you can think like I go through another town called Jewel. There's a little community. It's just a community named Jewel. Well, I imagine a Mister Jewel lived there. Or yeah. if you remember, grandmother and granddaddy used to live down Jewel Road, and it was yeah. Virgil Jewel that lived. Yeah. There. You know, I I get that. Frog level. Maybe that was the last name of some guy, Jim Frog Level. I don't know. Well, then you have like uh, I don't know. Just driving driving through Arkansas is, is its own beast. You see all it's kinds of different different towns. <laughs> You blink, you blink, and then you see Y City, and then you come up on all like, like you said, Frog Level and Toad Suck. There's just all kinds of little towns in Arkansas that make no sense. Bald knob. I love I mean, Y, y City. Might be my favorite name of a town because it's there's there's three roads in Y City, and they make a Y. <laughs> they make a Y. I mean, that's it. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, nuts. Anyway, all right, Dad. That well, that, that's now Moving we're throwing along. that to you. I, I want. I want at least somewhat of an. I'm. So, I'm shocked. LJ just didn't come up with some. He could have just BS and gave us some stupid answer. And we Kevin, I was him. taking a chance. He comes up with some <laughs> shit sometimes. I was taking a chance. <laughs> See, I think this is maybe proof that I, I don't make it all up. Because if I did, then this would be a perfect opportunity. To, it would have been. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, uh, <laughs> LJ would have just come especially up with, since you kind of gave us this beforehand. Like I could have been thinking. About this for the last forty five minutes, and just giving you an answer, but no, no, I'm for real. So there, no there's PEDs. a method, LJ. <laughs> no PEDs. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and head over to what we're listening to. How we ended always, uh, pops. I'm going to throw it over to you first. What what have you been? What's been playing for you? Well, I, I've got to, I'm going to get I've got two. Uh oh, sorry. Of course, and actually maybe multiple. So wow, the one that really long time I, though. Uh, I, golf. What caught the? No, no, no golf. No golf. First <laughs> thing caught my ear is I, I took a little step back and I listened to Death Cab for Cutie Plans. Oh, okay. I listened to that whole album. You know, okay. marching bands of Manhattan. Yeah. Yep. Um. I, I that was a really good album. I, I don't know. I listened yeah. to that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. 
So I'm, then I'm I listened to my man, Malcolm Gladwell's new podcast, Broken Record. Okay. And he had, he had one with uh, Bobby Braddock, which I know some of you that listen to him know him. He's the guy that wrote He Stopped Loving Her Today, uh, among many other country songs that you know. He had Don Schlitz uh, and Don Henry. Don Henry, before I, Don Schlitz is the guy I want to get to. Don Henry wrote All Kinds of Kinds for Miranda Lambert. And when they played the song, I knew it. And you've got to listen to All Kinds of Kinds by Miranda Lambert. He wrote for her. It's a really great song that I think you probably know. Don Schlitz, though, wrote The Gambler that Kenny Rogers saying, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. (laughs) There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. He wrote that. He wrote, on the other hand, for Randy Travis. He wrote, forever and ever, amen, for Randy Travis. He he wrote, when you say nothing at all, by Keith Whitley and uh, uh, Allison Krauss and a guy I didn't know, Roland. But just these amazing songwriters and where they got why they wrote these this music. So yeah. um, Malcolm Gladwell, listen to that uh, podcast. I'll put the uh, link on it. That was probably the big thing. And Death Cap for Cutie. Death Cap for Plans. That's, uh, I mean, that's honestly what I've been you listening to. You've just been jamming. You've just right. been listening to all kinds all of music right. yeah. here lately. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. So we're putting that playlist together generally. along with the funk playlist. I'm working <laughs> on the funk playlist that Uncle Tony did help. Yeah, he did, he did help. He did throw some help with us. Uh, LJ, what have you been? What have you been listening to? Uh, have you guys ever heard of a band called Wolfpack? Nope. Wolfpack. No. No. All right. Fantastic. All right. This is great news. Uh, V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. And uh, this is a band. Uh, Kevin, you're going to really appreciate this because it, it came to me. Okay. So let me just uh, tell, tell you how I found about this band. Spotify has a new set of playlists out called Taste Breakers, where they okay. have kind of decided what you don't listen to. And also decided what you do listen to and figured out what you've never listened to that you should like. And for me, Wolfpack came up twice in the first two songs and uh, and they were dead on because what it felt like was I listeners out there. I don't know if you've ever like gone through your dad's old vinyls and then like you've been jamming some things, but then you put on something and you're like, okay, so my entire week's changed at this moment. (laughs) Wolfpack is that band. But like, uh, listen to this album called Mr. Finish Line. And if you're not sold by the first three songs, then you, I mean, you're not going to be a fan because it's, it's some funky 2016, like white boys from Brooklyn, I think like it's, but it's damn good. Like it is, oh man, uh, birds of a feather. Like I'm telling you, you two right here in front of me, listen to this band, mom, I'm talking to you right now. Listen to this band. Oh my God. They're good. Wolf. That's what I got. Freaking excited! <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to listen to some hop into hop into it. Mr. Finish is it, Line is the album that I've I like the most so far. But dear, well, God, I need to fi- I need to find this thing from Spotify. The the taste breaker that sounds kind of cool. I know I, I will take yes. I saw that too, LJ. I have not used it at all yet, but I saw Check that it, out. it does that. I'm excited. About it made a difference for me that. already, and I've listened to two songs on it. And I just wow, I went those. I listened to two songs, and then was like, okay, so I'm I'm now just going to listen to Wolfpack. I'll eventually come back to the Taste Breakers playlist eventually, but I got to get through this first. This is more important. Okay. Well, I've and well, I've so. gotten to a thing on Spotify where I do like so. I don't know if y'all set up the way mine is. I have Spotify should start paying us something for us throwing their name out so yeah. much. Uh, <laughs> but sure. when mine gets done playing an album, so like the other day I was listening to uh, Graduation, which just isn't going to be my what we're listening to, but I was listening to Graduation by Kanye West and the album ends. And once my album ends that I've like personally picked, it'll just start playing a radio of 
songs similar to that. And so I've tried to get to a point when it gets to like that radio to like and dislike the songs. So it kind of, yeah. Cause I, now I'm fully in, like I want them to completely know my taste in music. Cause Spotify does yeah. do like a yeah. cool little, like when they make your little playlist and they'll make different styles of playlists for you. And then what got me doing yeah. this is cause they did the rap 2018 where they show you like your most listened to stuff of the past year. So I was like, I just want Spotify to know everything about my music listening yeah. habits. So, and then yeah. like you said, I didn't realize they had the taste breakers, but that's perfect. Cause I want them to like yeah. know me and, and start suggesting things. Cause between Netflix and Spotify, they do a really good job of like throwing things at you. Like you might like this. It's like, Oh shit, I really do like that. You were dead on. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point of that playlist too. It's incredible because the whole point is you will like this, but you've never heard of anything on this playlist. And it's like, that's my dream playlist. That's perfect. (laughs) No, yeah, that is exactly. That's my dream. I mean, that's what we, that's what we hope the the JPP playlist is to everybody listening is like, no doubt. I mean, yes, sometimes you know it, but more often than not, you've never heard of it, but now it's your third favorite song you've ever heard or whatever. Like that's our goal. So. That is our goal. Absolutely. All right. Completely, perfectly stated. Well, for my what we're listening to this week, I threw it back a little bit, went and listened to a classic in the hip hop game. I was listening to some Tribe Called Quest, and it was okay. Midnight Marauders. It came out All before right. I was even born. Like, electric relaxation. <laughs> my, I mean, I just start grooving when that came on. I, I just I yeah. had to listen. One, I, I think that came up on a radio, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to go throw that album on. So I just threw it on the other day All and right. was just, just jamming to some Tribe. That's what I'm talking about. But now, now I am going to throw on Wolfpack because I just have to. I have to see see what's going on here. I want your book report before this podcast hits the air. I, I want to know if you guys are into it. I'm, I, I swear to them tomorrow. I swear I you're going to love them. them. Yes, I I can't wait. Freaking can't wait. Who's playing football tonight? I may just eschew the football game and listen to Wolfpack. <laughs> the yeah, as we're recording this, we got the Bears playing, so you can just mute. You can mute it and oh. uh, watch the Bears Rams and just put oh, some it's music the Bears. in. Okay. By the way, so I watched this video. Team. We should uh, we should totally put it on because I thought it was fantastic. It was about how the Cowboys figured out the the Saints and exactly what they did to shut down the Saints. Yeah. And also, they ended the video basically saying. And you know the Bears can do this, so like we'll see what happens. But but they, I mean, well, it was fantastic. Also, I also kind of thought uh, like I heard people saying like, yeah, the Cowboys uh, showed how to beat the Saints. Well, you know who else just watched how to beat the Saints was well, Sean Payton, a mastermind. So he just figured out how you beat him, <laughs> and he probably fixed it. But we'll see. Well, and that's the idea of this video is that the Saints are really predictable on third down, and the the Cowboys figured it out. So we'll see if they ever are that predictable again. I don't know. Because the Bucks held them down. We'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll get here, into but, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the, the Super Bowl favorite Cowboys. I'm sure we'll touch it. We'll touch on them. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Garrett might have his contract extension by the ni- next time you hear our voices. So uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, we will see you a little bit later. Peace out. Peace. Peace.